May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Please be seated. So this, again, is a continuation from last week, although it may seem somewhat familiar. We heard last week that Jesus referred to himself as the bread of life. And it was in the feeding of the 5,000. The 5,000 then afterwards chased after him because they were hungry again. They needed to be fed again. But what Jesus, of course, told them was, you're seeking perishable stuff. You're seeking the world. You're seeking for that, that high that you get from the things of the world. I am the bread of life. If you've ever seen a, a TV show or a movie where there's a, there's a main scene going on, right? There's, there's a, a, a conversation maybe going on between some people. And then maybe a few minutes later, they show that same scene. You see those people talking, but it's from a different angle. It's from a different witness. This is what's happening this week. We're seeing it from the perspective of the Jews who are also there. Jesus said that the manna which fed the Israelites for generations came to them daily. But the Israelites complained about it constantly. It didn't taste as good as the food that they got in Egypt. They were slaves. I can't imagine that it was a great meal. But still, the manna didn't taste as good for them. They were still grumbling about it. Jesus says, don't grumble among yourselves. Is that a problem that we have as Christians? If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, then what do you have to be so grumbly about? It's easy for me to stand up here and say that. Pointing at myself. You have eternal life. You're free from the bondage of sin. I have a spoiler alert. God wins. You've chosen the right side. Be happy. You have on your side and at your back the life-giving power to go out and spread the gospel and save people of the world. Give them the message. Wednesday, uh, we talked about If you were here, we talked about the Canaanite woman. And if we we go back to today's gospel first, and and it says, um, it says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And then down farther, it says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. And it's worth going back to the gospel lesson from Matthew on Wednesday night. When Jesus, he went away and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she's crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, at this point, 
take out your old 1990s WWJD, what would Jesus do bracelets and throw them away? Because here's what Jesus says. She says, Lord, help me. And he answered, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. That doesn't sound like Jesus. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Who are the Canaanites in your life? I met some yesterday, and I'm about to tell you. They work at a certain furniture store in this area. They became my Canaanites. Now, the Canaanites, as we know, were kind of a lawless bunch. They were kind of mean. They were kind of self-centered. Does it sound familiar like the world today? But I met some Canaanites. Oh, God forgive me. (laughs) They were supposed to deliver our furniture yesterday, so we took the old furniture apart and threw it out. They brought the wrong stuff. They said it'd be four weeks. God, forgive me. Whoo, Lordy. They were my Canaanites because they said, sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. (sighs) Who are your Canaanites? (laughs) I I told you, I'll always be transparent up here. Who are your Canaanites? Now, some of you are probably going to like this because I'm about to be like your dentist. You know, when you say you have a toothache and they start pushing to figure out which one it is. Here it comes. You ready? Take some time and walk through this with your Lord and Savior and find out who your Canaanites are. Are they Democrats or Republicans? Ouch. Are your Canaanites jobless? Do your Canaanites wear their pants halfway down their ankles? My grandpa used to say, God forgive him, that people from Iowa didn't know how to drive. I don't know where that came from. That's true. No, stop. Hey, we're not going there. But do your Canaanites have Iowa license plates? I mean, for real. Is your Canaanite a woman with pretty nails and well done hair who's in line in front of you at the grocery store buying food with public assistance? Or does it run deeper? Some people today, their Canaanites might be a different color. Some people's Canaanites are from a different country. Some people's Canaanites have their own blood running through their body. Who are your Canaanites? And I'm going to challenge you really hard this week. Start seeing the face of Jesus on them. Jesus now works at a furniture store, FYI. (laughs) True story. But what does this story have to do with this manna? What does it have to do with Jesus being the bread of life? How many opportunities do you have daily to be thankful that you have accepted the bread of life? And you don't. You grumble. 
I grumbled yesterday about my furniture, but it was going into the house that I live in. It was going into the place where I have food. It was going into the place where I have a wife and a daughter. I have love. So it really wasn't worth grumbling about. But how many times do we do that? Lastly, Jesus is like this manna in this story. And, and there's, a great, there's a great story uh, about religion. It, it, it shows a mountain, right? And God's at the top of the mountain. And some people would consider that every religion in the world is just trying to climb that mountain. And everybody takes a different path. That's the different religions, they might say. But here's the thing about Christianity. It's like we're all standing around at the bottom of that mountain and we're all geared up. We got the best harnesses. We got the best rope. We're ready to start climbing. And just as soon as you get ready to take the first step, tap on the shoulder. Hang on, man, I'm climbing. Start up the next, up, tap on the shoulder. Can you stop bothering me? I'm trying to climb. Start climbing up. There's that. What do you want? And Jesus says, I came down here to be with you. That's Christianity. And that's how Jesus is the bread of life. He's the only manna that we need. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.